The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. I got to get back with Pacers Running. I got to do another virtual fitting, make sure I'm in the right pair of shoes because I'm telling you, I've been doing a lot of walking and my shoes feel great, but I know that shoes only get, you're only supposed to wear them like 500 miles uh, when you're talking about running shoes or walking shoes. Yeah. And so I'm probably getting near there at a half mile increments at a time. So make sure I'll make sure I head out to Pacers uh, online or check out one of their five DMV stores to make sure I get the right pair of shoes for my walking needs. Uh, Speaking of walking papers, Chase Rulier uh, got his walking papers, an, an expected move that yeah. happened uh, this offseason and happened right after the draft here. Stoner, you mm-hmm. gave your thoughts in a well-thought-out video uh, on our channel earlier. People can check that out, but we're going to be talking about it here now as well to get Treb's thoughts first on Chase Rulier and his departure. Uh, kind of saw it coming once, you know, we signed Nick Gates, guard center from the New York Giants. Then we go and draft one in the third round. We re-signed Tyler Larson, who's a pretty good center for us, too, at some point. And I think there's somebody else we have back behind him as well that might be a potential. We have a lot of centers is what I'm saying. So um, great center when he was healthy. Keywords is when he was healthy. He just couldn't stay healthy toward the last few years with us. I didn't realize he was with us for six years. That's wild. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess think you don't realize it because of how much time he's missed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Problem, so. and, and he, he got I, injured right after a deal, too, because he's a sixth-round rookie. They they signed mm-hmm. him to an, an extension, yeah. and then he just had two uh, injury-shortened seasons, unfortunate. but uh, Some people ask, why not Tyler Larson instead? Um, it comes down to money and cap. We obviously want to make some more money and bring in somebody else or do something this summer, probably, so he's got to go. Um it is what it is. Thank you for your six years. Like I said, when you're healthy, you're a great, great center. But when you're not, we lack continuity, and you can't win the league without continuity on the offensive line. So he didn't help us with that. Good guy, great heart, but we need healthy players. Yeah, and definitely. Players. This is the part where the business side strikes, and you're and you don't you never you don't really like this when you get really into the players and what they bring to the community uh, and. And Chase did some great things, especially with the hog farmers. But when you're not on the field, it's mm. hard to keep you around. And especially yeah. when this cap savings is as extensive. This is a post wound, a uh, post June first yeah. uh, cut here, so it's going to be upwards of eight million dollars that Washington saves. And and that business side just says that's the right decision. Trev, you're absolutely right. I mean, he was the rock of this offensive line when he was there, they could be potentially one of the better offensive lines mm-hmm. in the NFL. But when he's not, you know, you have Tyler Larson who's serviceable, but then gets injured. And then you're down to uh, a underwear model. You're down to uh, Martin's brother. You're down to uh, uh, man. What was Keith, his name? Keith Ishmael. Keith Ishmael, another yeah. late round uh, draft pick who is now on a different team. And so these things that like you, 
we just need to have it solidified. Washington went out, got Nick Gates as a center option for the team. They drafted a center in the, the third round with Ricky Stromberg. And so the writing was on the wall for Chase here. Uh, and hopefully he'll latch on. Of course, he's uh, you know going to be looking to sign somewhere in uh, June um, because of the the designation for him. But uh, yeah, this one's this is kind of a no brainer, right, Stoner? Yeah, I think sometimes we 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 don't really fully understand what goes on behind the scenes. We have no idea. Maybe they did try to work out some sort of extension. Uh, or not, maybe not an extension, but just redoing his contract so that it wouldn't cost so much against the cap based on two years of injuries. And maybe he just didn't want to do that. Maybe he, he wanted to go try somewhere else, move, live somewhere else, do something different. You never know what the family situation is. Mm-hmm. If maybe the family wants to go somewhere else, who knows what's going on behind the scenes. But But if you just look at it straight up, did cutting him make this team better? Not necessarily, but I think in the long run, long run, it will because they're going to be able to use that money to maybe get that linebacker that's needed, to maybe get a left guard, to maybe get uh, a tight end or whatever somebody. Because not only Chase was Chase Ruye was cut with a post June first designation, there's going to be plenty more of those guys pop. Yeah here those guys who are going to be able to fit that linebacker spot tight end spot left guard spot, whatever yeah but so now you have the money because washington didn't have the money i think they had like three million dollars yeah they were down pretty low uh on on funds there and i'm not even sure if three million is accurate because they had to even sign that they have to sign their rookies and so sure. the um available pool of money was pretty low and so now yeah. they do have some and there's linebackers being cut as well with these des- designations so it's kind of interesting uh redskin 007 asking uh, about the underwear model uh john toth was a uh, male mm-hmm. model so uh in case uh, you did not know that i'm not just uh making light of a situation <laughs> you might not have ever underwear got a game model. or not though but he was definitely no. on the 53 he was on a roster he was he was one of the ones who was there uh yeah. roger smith wants to cut everybody as we go to who's next here yeah. um and so the, the question there? is, yeah, I'm trying to find it here. Roger uh, saying Fuller, Norwell, Mayo, Thomas, Leno, Mayo. Mayo Mayo's again. so bad. He's got to cut them twice. <laughs> uh, they all need cutting. They suck, Roger says. Um, on that list, for the record, of, uh, I think the only one who's going to get cut is Norwell. Mayo, yeah. I do think, sticks around. Leno's going to be starting. Fuller is going to be in a rotation, if nothing else. Um and Logan Thomas is pretty much a lock, I think, at this point to make the team. Just because they don't really have anybody with the experience to be to do what he can do. Bates has got the most experience, but he's not what? a pass catching tight end. <sighs> yes, uh, he is. He's he's not. I mean, he's a blocker. He's a well, he's that's a because Taylor didn't even give him looks. That's why he didn't have a he's not a pass catching tight end. Because well, he's not a pass looking. Trev, he doesn't have the talent to be a Productive. We don't Gary know Good. that because Taylor yeah. only threw to Terry McLaurin. That's it. Trev, they know <laughs> that's why they didn't run a bunch of plays for him. You remember the screens they ran for him and how we were screaming at okay, the team? That's not John Bates' problem if, if somebody calls a screen for an offensive lineman slash tight end. That's not our problem. Okay. But I, again, they see him every day. They know 
what I do too. Okay, is. his skill set <laughs> is not as a receiver. I want tight clips. End. No, he's he's not he's not the uh the offensive tackle that Stoner makes him out to be. But yeah, he's he not. he's but, not he is is I called him know. like the the wish or die. I gotta go. I love version. you guys. All I'm right, sorry. love you too, Trav. Yeah, Have Trav. a good Andrew night. Andrew Norwell is the next person getting cut, by the way. Abs- that. Andrew should Norwell be. or Trey should Turner, be. one of those. So peace well, peace, uh, peace Trav. Love you. While Trav leaves us here for the sky bar, we do have a replacement Trav <laughs> to put up into his <laughs> box there. Um, only uh, because I didn't know that he wasn't going to be here until about 15 minutes before the, the show. And so I'd already created the graphics, all the graphics. The graphics department, graphics was department wasn't them. going back and, and redoing yeah. them all. They left. Um, you, you need to have their hours on Wednesdays. You need to change the graphics department hours so that they're here later. That's, since that's uh, the yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. That's uh, do some live do switching up. Um, but uh, as, jokes aside, for those on the audio listening side of this house, we do have a picture of Trev doing an excitement face where his box normally would be. Um, Andrew Norwell being the next guy, or next He's, cut. That's that Stoner. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, it it's it is. Uh, I I believe the only thing that's delaying this cut mm-hmm. is his health. So they need to make sure that he's a has a healthy designation before the cut. Otherwise, they're More still money. Yeah, they're still on the on the hit for the money side. So, against the cap or just money in general? Like I, would it yeah. against the cap, or they just have to pay him out because it's an injury designation? I think uh, it could be both. I'm not. It, I, yeah. I'll have to look into look into it further. But from my understanding, that is the reason why. Uh, he's still here because yeah. honestly, he would have been before Chase really. I mean, um, the coaches have have talked about the offensive line, and every time they talk about the line, even the backups, they never mention Norwell. They have to be reminded that Norwell is technically still on the roster. That's how. That's how you know. Well, I mean, you also know by you watched him play last year. And sure, he's not good enough, so he's gone for sure. Just yeah. depends on when and what sort of designation he gets. Gus Bus asking, uh, was Norwell our most effective guard last year? I'm pretty sure, Gus Bus, you tell me Wes Schweitzer was the <laughs> most effective guard. Uh, maybe or maybe not. But uh, I don't – did we have an effective guard? Uh, yeah, I think at points we've had. Uh, but I don't think uh, effectiveness was a, a strong suit of the guard. Maybe Sam Cosme in his time there as he's going to be starting here for uh, the team this year. The okay, Norwell clear cut, no issues there. Mm-hmm. Who is going to be a surprise cut stoner? Who do you think is going to be that one that just is like, wow, did not see that one coming? Well, if it's a did not see that coming, then I would probably go with a Charles Leno. But the only problem is they it would really take a big move to replace him. Because really, they don't have anybody on the roster who can replace him. You're not going to put Braden Daniels there, who played left tackle at times in his college career. You're not going to put the fourth-round rookie for Sam Howell's blindside. So that would be a wow, unless, again, somebody becomes available. Remember, Charles Leno was signed to this team as one of those late offseason cuts prior to training camp. That's how they got Leno in the first place. But I don't. That would be a wow to me just sure. because of his his position that he plays and his importance to the team right now based on what they have. 
Yeah, I, those I think other that, guys I don't think are wows because we've talked about them. Sure. Possibly being cut. I I think on the Leno front that the the thing that is kind of concerning there if he were to be cut maybe not concerning me if they Braden Daniels beats him out in camp and they're like yeah we can let Leno go loose that is a wow uh and maybe not so concerning but the depth I don't think is there Hmm. uh Lucas being a, a left tackle Wiley being your right tackle and then Braden Daniels kind of filling in like who else is is out there you know, of Leno's caliber, this is this guy, mm-hmm. st- you know, started ever and played every single offensive snap last year for, mm-hmm. for the team. And yeah. uh, so dependability, we just talked about Chase Brulier and the fact that he couldn't get on the field. Well, Charles Leno's been on the field for the last few years for Washington and has been dependable. Maybe not great, maybe yeah. not outstanding, I, but I dependable. And I for think sure. that Washington needs that. And I think that moving to an Eric Bieniemy you know, offense, maybe he does turn into more than serviceable. And so that's why I I think that, yeah, I think that's where I think you're right. Leno would be a uh, kind of a surprise cut, a wow cut. Mm -hmm. uh, And it may be just also not a smart cut for the team. Uh, Would be a wow for you. Well, I'm going to bring up a wow, even as a joke, Mm. Redskin 007 here uh, (laughs) saying camps curl will be cut. Yeah. Uh, quickly given the lol joking uh there yeah that would be a pretty big surprise as far as you're right i mean a lot of these names we're kind of talking about as far that would be a surprise but i would say that logan thomas at this point to me is a lock and it's not just because you know they don't really have the experience there but the team seems to be pushing him up front. They're doing interviews with him. He's mm. There's videos of him leading the team and being kind of a team captain. So yeah. at this point, he's even though a lot of us, you know, the two of us included, thought that he could have been a cap casualty at the beginning of the offseason, at this point, I don't think it's I, – I just can't see it. Well, they haven't I, done anything to – To address the tight address- end room, Yeah. To address, yeah, that position, the starting, experienced, dependable tight end. I mean, that's what he is. He's not great. He is dependable. I know you and EP like to talk about his drops all the time. And EP likes to talk about those EP drops. Really yeah. does. He he is, and and this is where the word for the phrase first became a part of our lexicon. I mm-hmm. think I used that phrase right. Yep. Uh, within Ref the District, as you called him decidedly mediocre and he is that's what he is but you don't have anybody else on this team that is to that level decidedly <laughs> mediocre yeah even just mediocre not even decidedly you, mediocre yeah, just, you just have, even barely mediocre you have a lot of potential but there's a billion guys in the nfl that have a lot of potential who don't live up to it so armani rogers we saw he has a lot of potential cole turner who dominated <laughs> training camp last year has a lot of potential. That doesn't mean it's going to be fulfilled. So Logan Thomas, you know what you're going to get. Sure. As long as he stays healthy. He's going to give you some 40 to 50 catches probably and five to 600 yards uh, receiving. That's what you're going to get from him. And you don't have that anywhere else on your roster right now. To, to be fair, I, like even that would probably be excessive when you're talking about Terry McLaurin. Jahan Dotson, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Gibson steals some of those. Sure. Uh, and you've got um, even Deami Brown maybe, you know, mm-hmm. emerges as a pass-catching mm-hmm. uh, talent mm-hmm. for Washington. You know, so I, I just don't know that you're necessarily going to rely on the tight end. I know a lot of people point to EB's offense being kind of a tight end friendly offense. So it'll be something that we'll watch out. But that'd be the biggest surprise for me. Uh, there are a couple of good options a- here in the chat right now. Uh, Corey, hoping Joey Sly mm. gets the uh, the pink slip there. What do you think Didn't about just- uh, change out, changing out the cooker, the kicker? Didn't he just get an extension? A one year deal. Last year? Oh, it was just a one year. I mean, yeah. not an extension. It was, maybe it was just a deal. Yeah, he was just. Yeah, I'm deal. pretty sure they just picked up the option for okay. him. Okay, just signed him for uh, back for this year, like a future deal. Well, you bring somebody into camp to to battle with him, and and kickers are different than most any other position. You can literally find a kicker walking the streets. I, I'm not saying that there are out there, or, but yeah, not necessarily going to find the Hall of Fame kicker that way. But you yeah. can find. A lot of the kickers in the league have been passed around. I mean, look, mm-hmm. Washington's cut a lot that have ended up elsewhere. Sure. Um, but so you, Kai yeah, Forbath you, was still kicking kicks within the last season or two. So, I mean. Yeah. You you can find these guys just kind of roaming the street. So, if they just brought some guy in that, that's roaming the street and he's kicking better than Joey Sly, then sure. You you throw Joey Sly over overboard quicker than than anything if you find that guy but don't do like they did a couple years ago a couple seasons ago when they had who's the guy out with the chargers now the kicker who was here um, for a few years oh man uh, why is his here. name uh <laughs> why is his name escaping me i'm the starting kicker for the Los Angeles. Oh Chargers. Lord, why? Why <laughs> somebody help us out in the chat here? Who I'm gonna look it up here. Was here Chargers kicker forever. But you remember how that went down? Well, now they got uh, Cameron Dicker, but who's the before? No, he him? moved on. He he went to like three different spots. Nobody in the oh Hopkins. There you go. Hopkins. There we go. Dustin yeah, yeah. Hopkins. Good lord. Why can't you remember that Thank name? Thank you, Dougford and uh Caleb. Caleb coming in strong here. Not Josh, but that's okay. But anyway, he was here for a few years, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they cut him in the middle of the year, but they didn't have anybody in the in the weeds or backing up ready to jump in. They had to go find somebody like in the middle of the week. And they were going through guys who had never kicked. And remember the the first guy who came in, and he kicked two of he kicked one into the back of uh, uh, an offensive lineman. And you know what I mean? I mean, it was a he disaster. Had three blocked or yeah, yeah he had three like blocked two, kicks in two games. It was two awful. extra points and a Just field goal blocked in, in three. It was yeah, blew insane. it insane. But uh, awful but that was name for a kicker, too. By the way, blew it. Oof. So if you have a guy in the waiting who is better than Joey Sly, go for it. But don't cut him, and then say, "Let's go find a kicker." That's that's not the the right. I still don't understand why they did that. There had to be something behind the scenes with that. A- another no wow option for you, Stone, right. uh, being discussed in the comment section right now. All right, Antonio Gibson. Washington goes out, gets a, another running back for uh, Eric Bieniemy. They've got a couple other cheaper, you know, cheap options on there. Uh, could Gibson be shown the door no. as they move in a different direction? No, and here's why: 
what is the guy costing you? He's a third round pick. A million and a half against your salary cap. So what's the what's the purpose of cutting him? Trading him for a fifth rounder. Now maybe you're we're talking here, but just cutting him for nothing in the last year of his deal when he needs to show he needs to have a good season in order to get a, a another contract with somebody. No, they're not going to save any money against the cap for Gibby. I, I understand maybe his role is reduced, but cutting him adapted. Yeah. Now I don't see that one at all. Cause again, Absolutely. you're cut. The only reason you're cutting people right now is for salary cap reasons. I mean, if you had your druthers and you didn't, have to worry about a salary cap. You're not cutting Chase Ruye. You're not cutting. You're probably not even cutting Norwell just because you want to see if he could be some a depth piece. But you're not cutting all these guys that we've talked about. Uh, Fuller. You're not cutting Mayo even. You're not cutting Logan Thomas if you don't have a salary cap. So Gibson doesn't count anything against the cap. So hardly anything. He's going to be here. That's, that's, a good one. that's fair. Uh, big simple in the house. Appreciate you jumping in here. Uh, Caleb asking about Lucas Cornelius Lucas as a potential cut option for Washington. I do think that the offensive line is kind of one of these areas where they do mm. see the potential to see it being reworked. Uh, but it's also one of those areas stoner where you don't want to cut too deep because yeah. if you need those players, there's a bigger drop off going from a Cornelius Lucas to a guy, you know, like Braden Daniels, who's a fourth round rookie. So, uh, yeah. do you think Lucas or another offensive line piece could be uh, on the axe? Cornelius Cornelius Lucas is is a good one. Uh, I mean he he has a role. He's not terrible. He comes in and he provides good depth. He was he's very comparable to uh, Schweitzer. Sorry, Gus Bus, but he you know he can play guard. He can play tackle. So position flex. Yeah. So he's valuable. However, he does have a four, almost four and a half million dollar cap hit. If they cut him, it's less than a million. So there's another $3 million that could be saved on potentially upgrading your offensive line. Let's say you cut him, you cut Norwell. That's, I don't know what Norwell's is. Maybe it's a $4 million savings as well. So you got seven million. You got Ruiz eight million. Now all of a sudden you've got fifteen million dollars that you could put towards a left guard, or you can put towards re-signing Cam Curl, re-signing Cam Curl, uh, re-signing. Um, maybe you restructure Kendall Fuller's contract. Who knows? But now you've got cash that you can do some things. Maybe you go get yourself a linebacker. Who, who pops out, gets cut from somebody, and who's looking for a one-year, $11 million deal. Yeah, Broncos like just that. let go a uh, linebacker. So that's why you make this cut. So maybe Cornelius Lucas, that's a good one, whoever brought that up. I, Caleb, I like good. that. Yep, good, good call there, Caleb. Yeah, I, I think that you've transitioned nicely into what this is doing for the team, which is opening up. Uh, not just roster spot, but it's opening up some salary cap for the team. And that's where you have to look at the cap savings. And that's why some people are looking at a Fuller or even a Logan Thomas, because there is money to be saved there, or even a Charles Leno. Now you have to think about how it impacts the team, but 
as you mentioned, Sonar, they can always get these replacements. Uh, what would be your number one priority for Washington if they are able to free up, we'll just say, $10 million? It's really simple to me. you got to get a left guard. You do not have a left guard right now. Everybody keeps saying, even the, the commander's front office keeps saying, it's between Sadiq Charles, Chris Paul, and maybe Stromberg slash Gates slash Braden Daniels. A whole bunch of unproven guys at that position. You need Sam Howell is the guy you are trying to build everything, everybody's reputation, front office, up and down, football ops, business ops, the sale of the team, the reputation throughout the league, all depends on one guy, and that's Sam Howell. And you have to do whatever you can to make him successful. you got to get a left guard, a dependable left guard. And that's why I'm shocked that they didn't do that in the draft. You've you've got Leno. We know what Leno is. He's good, not great. He's dependable. He'll always be there. I think he's played every game since he came into the league. He's never missed a game. I believe that's true. At least with Washington, he's never missed a snap in the two. Yeah, seasons. last last season he has not. He didn't miss a single snap. Played one hundred percent of the offensive snaps. So you're good there. You get yourself a left guard, and that's his blind side. That's Sam Howell's blind side. Everybody becomes better if Sam Howell's better. Sam Howell's better if he has good protection. That's what I would do with the money. You've addressed the defense. You've addressed the third-ranked defense already. <laughs> okay? You haven't addressed the 20th-ranked offense other than you have with Eric Bieniemy. Okay? That's what you've done. But you... You've done everything you can with this That's defense. definitely by far the best pickup they've had all offseason was Eric Bieniemy to be the offensive coordinator. Hopefully there's some some boost to the offense. I'm a so, little surprised, Stoner, you did not go with the Cam Kroll extension there. Well, you know what's crazy? I was kind of thinking about this today, just kind of casually sitting around thinking, is that the whole thing about Washington wanting to stick with Sam Howell whether they can tell, they can spew out all they want about how they love Howell and they love everything about him. he's the quarterback. Sam Howell makes about $150,000 a year, whatever it is. I don't, it's more than that, but you know what I'm saying? He makes like league minutes. He's on a rookie, rookie deal. Yeah. Fifth rookie, round rookie, second year. Yeah. Very right. cheap. Very, very cheap. And yet somehow this team, is right up against the salary cap. How is it that all these other teams have the Lamar Jacksons, the Jalen Hurts, the Pat Mahomes? They have these guys making $40, 50000000 million, Aaron Rodgers, and they still have a, a good team. And yet somehow this team has all I can really think of is Payne and Allen making a ton of money. Terry McLaurin's making good money. McLaurin, good one, thank you. Those those three are making Samuel, right? They Much cheaper, actually. Deal. Looking looking at the wide receiver deals right now, Curtis Samuel's on the cheap. Yeah, because it was a couple of years ago that he signed yep. his deal, but they don't have a ton of money in their quarterback, and yet 
they don't have any money just sitting around and they have to sign cam curl. They have to sign either sweat or pain. I mean, sweat or chase or both. They have to sign Antonio Gibson. If that's what they decide to do, they won't at some point you're going to, if Sam Howell becomes what everybody hopes he can be, you have to sign Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. How, how are these other teams doing it? How is Philadelphia who went to the Super Bowl able to give $42 million to Jalen Hurts and still have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and DeAndre Swift and uh, Jason well, Kelsey? Devontae and, Smith is on his rookie contract, so that's but part, he was a first round there. That's still, that's, but that's, that's not money. that's not that big of a money. That's but not the point it's is, not wide receiver one money. And same with Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes' contract. Sure. Regardless. Which they're, they've got him locked up for like nine years yeah, nine on more a team-friendly deal. Right. That one's going to come back and kind of – they're going to have to do something about that. But as far as the question there, one, it's by design. Tommy T also pointing out they have $18 million in dead money uh, this Aren't year. All, all teams got dead they, money. Uh, yeah, all it works. Well, Washington's made some bad decisions. What's in the eighteen passes, million com coming back to to hunt them out of the two hundred and some odd million dollars the cap is? Yeah, the I mean, is that five percent? You don't think the the Eagles have five percent in dead money sitting around right now? I bet they do. I bet they have ten to twenty million dollars somewhere in there. It's just a question that I don't understand how it is that these other teams can 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 do this, can resign Lamar Jackson for $185 million guaranteed and paying him $55 million this year. And I, I, I know it's like it's a certain amount this year and it's more the next year and way more the next year, but they're doing it. But Washington, we're sitting here with basically three good players under contract, Payne, Allen, and McLaurin. And that's it. And yet we're up against the cap. Why is and and we still got to sign curl and we got to sign we got to sign paint uh sweat and chase possibly that doesn't make this is why I don't get it we've got the cheapest quarterback in the NFL the absolute cheapest quarterback in the NFL and yet we're up against the cap with guys to sign doesn't make sense to me I don't get it. Well, we'll see what they do with their cap savings as they go. Stoner and I agree. Norwell's the next to be cut once he's healthy. Yep. Spend that money on some offensive line replacements. Cam Curl, maybe. What not about resigned until the off season? What about Fuller? What do you What do you think about the possibility of Fuller being a cap casualty? No. No, you don't well, think so. He's 29 years old. He's yeah. one of your best cornerbacks. Uh, you still have to one. I guess you still have to see what you have in these uh, young guys that you brought in. Uh, but you want a quality one through four. And, and they have that if they have Fuller, BSJ, Quan, and um, Forbes. Forbes. Yep. Okay. You don't have that if you cut. Any one of those. If, if Fuller leaves now, your fourth person is Danny Johnson. Hmm. How often do you want to see Danny Johnson playing wild. defense right. or wild, wild goose. goose on the field? <laughs> right. Because right? yeah. that's what you're looking at if that's you fair. if you get rid of them. And that's why this this 
Ron and companies, and I see the conversation around who's going to start QB, and we can talk about that when we get to the cool down with Sam Howell's comments coming up. But Ron wants to win with a strong defense. That's why they address defense again. That's mm-hmm. why they're looking to kind of adapt that. That's why they paid uh, Payne. That's why they paid Jonathan Allen. It's why people think that they'll they'll probably end up paying Cam Curl, mm-hmm. um, which they should. I, I agree. I didn't think that they should should have paid Payne, but I get it. I, I understand the thinking there, but I don't agree with it. I don't agree that defense wins championships anymore. That's that's out the window. But I I, I get that Ron's old school, and that's kind of the way the way he thinks. Yeah. But um, but Fuller, what if I told you, Nathan, that if they cut Fuller, they save eight million dollars on the cap? Does that change your mind? Eight million dollars. Now you got eight plus Chase's eight plus Norwell's three plus Lucas's three. Now you're talking twenty million dollars to go out and boost your roster. Yeah, but what are you spending it on? Like that that's my thing, right? Like mm-hmm. if you cut Fuller, you're going to have to find an adequate replacement for him. And I don't think that they you're gonna find a replacement that plays up to eight million dollars. And I don't think and, and I don't think that's true of any position. You're mm-hmm. not getting a guy who's been cut on a post June designation who's going to be of a caliber that is, you know, all that exciting. I mean just look at it. You brought it up as Charles Leno was a was one of these these post uh, cut, you know, you know pickups for Washington, and people want him gone already. And it's yeah. just like that's the kind of player you're going to get. And so it's just like, do you right. want Fuller? As much as like Fuller has been, he's kind of had up and downs. He's I, I think that he's much better on the outside, which is where I do kind of wonder what the defense is going to do as far as having these corners who you know, thrive on the outside and, you know, just BSJ is he's going to be the one who goes to the inside or is Quan Martin, who's kind of a slot specialist the Bobby McCain uh, replacement who can play mm-hmm. slot can play safety. I just know we're going to see a lot of these uh, gentlemen in a pass happy league. And so that's why I'm not going with a linebacker. I think that you're going to be just fine with Jamin Davis and Cody Barton and Mayo occasionally seeing a snap because more often than not, you're probably only going to have one linebacker out there. Um, so yeah. it's just like, I, I just feel that cutting fuller would be a mistake. Okay. Um, I, I disagree. I think it would be smart to cut fuller because I don't believe in, in the salary cap era. I don't believe that you should have four starting players for three starting spots because you do need that help elsewhere you need that help at left guard you need that help maybe at tight end you need that help elsewhere i'd love to have six starting caliber cornerbacks but you can't do that because you are now taking away from other positions so that's why i didn't understand the draft to begin with i didn't understand the two corners being picked up in the first two rounds because you're neglecting other positions. Two starting corners that you picked up in the first round. Awesome. But you've done it at the expense of other positions. 
So I think that's where the Fuller situation comes in is if you take a, take out that $8 million and you apply it somewhere else, then you have improved your team. It's the same. It's no different than Chase Ruye. Chase Ruye, if healthy, is one of the best centers in the league. He's a top 10 center. So, but yeah. you need that Fuller hasn't, ha- Fuller hasn't had the availability issues that uh, that Chase Ruye was having. So that's yeah. the biggest, that's a bigger difference. So that's why I don't equate the two. Yeah. Uh, and I and I see Roger and I see Bosky. Appreciate you guys jumping in the chat here. Um, Bosky Fuller wouldn't start anywhere else in the league. Here he's a number one. Roger, why do you believe Fuller is so good? He's trash. Uh, one, I'm not trying to say that he is, you know, the best corner in the league or anything like that. He is a mm-hmm. young, solid corner. Whether or not you think that he's a great corner. I, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue Correct. that he he is, um, you know, would be a number one corner in the league. He's probably, if you're looking at it, you know, there's 30, what's probably so 64 starting corners in the league, and he's probably right there around 30, you know, 25 to 30. I would agree with that. And, you know, that I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. You have, you know, that's, that's what you're getting for $8 million mm-hmm. this year. And you drafted a couple guys that you're hoping will be his replacement. But this guy, again, is a young guy. He's entering his prime. He's shown flashes that he can be, you know, a top, you know, 10 to 15 type corner at times. Um, you know, just a few years ago, I, I lamented the fact that they traded him in the Chiefs. I was happy when they got him back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been more than serviceable here. He's struggled when they tried putting him in the slot. And I think that we're going to see that again. Where if they put him in the slot, we're probably going to see some struggles, and so that's uh, you know I don't want that though. That just you know if that's the way they decided to go instead of cutting him, I'd, like mm. that's just bad coaching. Then you mm. know as far as Marty and the GM and the team building, it's smart to keep Fuller. Like I said, your one to four have to be sharp, and yeah. they've got a sharp one to four. Let Danny Johnson be five. Let Wild Goose be six. You know. Mm-hmm. Let Jeremy Reeves be your fourth or fifth uh, safety. Like those are great people to have on your team at the back end of the roster. I don't mm-hmm. want to see them playing meaningful minutes in a playoff push. And yes, sure. I realize it's crazy to talk about the playoffs this early, but that's the that's the way you have to build a team. You can't build a team thinking, well, we're just going to give it up this year. You, you know, you got to yeah. play like you're going to win. You you can Sorry, say twenty eight, not twenty nine. Well, I think he's going to be twenty nine by the season. Yeah, I do believe it's going to ease him. But uh, the thing about Fuller is, like most corners, unless your name is Darrell Revis or Deion Sanders, or you know the modern version would be the Sauce Gardner. Unless you're that guy, you're going to get burned. You're you're going to get beat on certain plays. But if I have a corner who plays on the fourth-ranked defense against the pass, I want to keep that guy, right? Because he's he's obviously not uh, one, uh, at the top, but he's good enough to get your defense to rank fourth against the pass. So if the money's right, I would want to keep him. But the money's just not right for me. With the eight million dollars, you can use yeah. that better in other places. 
But yeah, the defense we, was fine with him. Yeah, he's we gonna saw get Jalen Ramsey get burnt. So I mean, like, they all do. I mean, think about Trayvon Diggs. Right, he he gets he gets Stephon beat all the Gilmore time. got uh, absolutely posterized by Terry McLaurin. I mean, yeah, it happens. Yeah, but what is your consistency? Jair Alexander as well. I'm just yeah. list, looking at the list of what people consider the top, and it's a it's a list of people that uh, you know Terry McLaurin's just absolutely burnt. So I mean, it's just great to to have there. Um, I'm going to look up who's the number one defense against the pass. By the way, Kendall Fuller being listed at 32 on this particular list that I happen to be looking at here, which is uh, uh, Pro Football Network. Yeah, and I mean that's that's a a top 32 is a number one in this league. Like it's a, and if not, he's number two. You know, yeah, and so he's right there, and that's why I'm just like, you don't get rid of him unless you absolutely have to, or you have a replacement that is going that you know, Hmm. even if that replacement's coming in to be your six you got to understand that you're four or your fives now you're four and your six is now your five and these are sure. guys who are going to see some some meaningful minutes sure um i if i it would probably take about five minutes but if i went and looked up who's the number one defense against the pass this past year and then look at who their best corner is i bet you I'm, i can find five to ten plays where they got sure. absolutely cooked in a game got yeah. beat over the top and couldn't cover a guy or whatever. The the NFL is built right now. The rules are in place to give the quarterbacks and wide receivers the advantage. You can barely touch these guys. So I've always said it. If Cam Sims, let's bring up Cam Sims, who was released earlier this in the offseason or not signed, whatever you want to call it, if Cam Sims went up against Sauce Gardner one-on-one and they had a robot quarterback and they he ran 100 routes, Cam Sims would catch the ball on 85 of those routes. He would get himself open enough if the defense doesn't know what's coming and it's one-on-one mm-hmm. and if he's not being held you know, or interfered with. Because that's the way it's built, and these guys can do that. The problem is you don't have robot quarterbacks, so they're not always going to be throwing the ball to Cam Sims on every play, and they're not going to be throwing it perfectly on every play. But offensive players are always better than defensive players, and that holds true for wide receivers to DBs. DBs just have to consistently play within the scheme that's out there and hold opponents down enough for you to be able to win the game. And Kendall Fuller did that this past year. He's not great. He's very good. And that's good enough for this team, but not at $8 million. All right. Well, we're going to disagree on that. So uh, that's uh, just what it is here. I'm going to try to figure out his uh, contract here. Uh, looks like he signed Ooh, Fullers? a four. Yeah. Fullers. You have that. Yeah, handy. This is last year. So his, he signed four year contract last year. No, I'm saying this is his last year. Oh, this is year. his last year is what you're saying. Yeah, was he's like, a free was, agent yeah. after this year. Yeah. But so, it's $11 million now, and it's $3 million, you know, something in that area if they yeah, cut cap it. cap hit of $11 million, dead cap of $3 million. So it's a yeah. say, cash, detail, you know, like you said, $8.5 million. Uh, That's a nice chunk, there, so. Nathan. Not, That's a nice bad. chunk. 
It's not bad, but what if, if, if they were to cut him, Stoner, it yeah. does mean that Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin have absolutely balled out to the point that they're like, yeah, okay, we can afford yeah. getting rid of Kendall Fuller as long as these two stay healthy. And I, um, Quan Martin's going to be all over the field. Like he's going to be playing slot. He's going to be playing free safety. They're going to move him, uh, you know, all over, which is going to be exciting to watch, I think. But again, I'm just saying now you, now you're going to get Danny Johnson and wild goose. And who was the other guy that they picked up randomly? Oh, like three names. No, the guy from the Vikings. Don't let's not forget about him. Oh yeah, they did pick up the guy from the Vikings. That's right. I already so, forgot his name. Yeah. So the, I, I don't know. I I like Kendall Fuller enough that I'm not getting rid of him. Is he is he the the you know t- again a top fifteen? No, but Washington doesn't have many top fifteen players at all. So Cam Danzler. Uh, Cam Danzler. There we go. Yeah. We are going to talk about their QB one as they head into the season. Here, Ooh, as this. we get to the cool down, Sam Howell, is he just another Colt McCoy coming oh. here on the cool down? Oh. Trav, don't be so excited. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.